You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Welcome to Say What? I am Kristen Watt. I am a wife, a mom, a community advocate, and apparently I'm a podcast host now. That's how this episode's starting. It only goes up from here, though. I know this sounds serious, but I do try to make this fun. This is Say Watt on the PFC Entertainment Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Say What. I am Kristen Watt, the host of the show, where we try to bring you excellent content, um, hopefully some humor, but mostly we always try to do stories that unite, heal, and inspire. Last week's episode, as I stated, was not that. (laughs) It was just me being me and being authentic and talking about herding cats, because that's really what I've, I've been up to lately. But today's episode, I do have to say, um, I'm really excited to talk about, uh, road trips, um, because there's a lot of parallels, I think with life that we can, you know, analogies we can use with that. But, um, our fearless leader, Jason Klaus is with me today. And I mean, I guess Jason, I hate to say you're kind of the honorary co-host of my show because I feel like I'm the one constant. (laughs) You are, you are the consistent, you're the glue, you're the glue. Um, so, but I'm actually really excited to talk about, um, a couple things. Um, but particularly this road trip I went on. And if, if you did listen to the last episode, I did say we were going to do something special and I made a little commercial about it and I put it on the Facebook page and we were going to have like, you know, filming on site at different locations where I was and, I guess I just don't know enough about technology to start making these promises to our listeners because my ass got to Canada and couldn't, my debit card wouldn't work. My phone wouldn't work. Nothing, nothing. Well, it's it was, Canada. yeah. Now <laughs> I'm going to tell you though, I've been to Canada before. I've, it's been years, years and years. I was 14 years old. The last time I was in Canada and I live, you know, we live like an hour. It's not that far to cross the border, but I just have not, been on a trip like that. Um, and this was actually very nostalgic and we'll get into that in a minute, but we went to Niagara as our first kind of main stop on this road trip, uh, my friend Angela and I, and, um, 
that is when I realized though very early on into uh, we went through Port Huron and as soon as we crossed that Blue Water Bridge, I was having nothing but phone issues. So I was like, this is not gonna work the way I planned. So what I have learned from this is I'm not gonna say what we're gonna do next episode on my shows because that shit never works out. <laughs> like, but we're gonna see, I'm not even making a promise, but I will let my listeners know that I did try to improvise and I recorded, you know, two and three minute, not even, sometimes they were 30 seconds, little bits on video of different places that we were and kind of like narrated our trip. And I will tell you, even if it doesn't make it to the cut, my hope, my goal is to put it into a video compilation and put it on the YouTube channel so that people can see it if they wanted to. Maybe nobody gives a shit. I don't know. I think it'll be, if nothing else, it's a memory for me to have and for Angela to have in a little video. But I am going to send you part of it, which was our first night in the hotel, which was at the Hilton uh, in downtown Niagara, overlooking the falls. It was amazing. What had happened was, Jason, um, I don't know if we've ever done an, a, a conversation or had a con, you know, any type of episode about this, but three years ago or five, four years ago, maybe, maybe it was five. I don't even freaking know. Time flies, but within the last three to five years, we'll put it that way. You know, we talked about my medical stuff on several other episodes, things that I've been through, um, and surgeries and health problems. And I will tell you, they had me on so many pain medications and all kinds of stuff. Like I couldn't, it, I, it was not viable for me to continue taking that amount of pharmaceuticals or narcotics long-term. And the thing is, is I was going to have long-term pain no matter what. Like, so how do you, how do you do that? Right? Like, how do you deal with it? And I can only take like two different pain medications, everything else I'm allergic to. I've got problems. It, it just, and the ones that I can aren't ones that I'm gonna, willing to fight doctors to get. And then I have side effects. So ultimately I was never a pot smoker, but I, um, I'm not anti-pot. I just wasn't a pot smoker. So I went and got my medical card like three, four years ago, went down over there by where you work at, uh, Van Dyke and, uh, no, over it. It used to be Lindsay's med station and now it's planted provisionings, but yeah, yeah, right there. Like the um, oh, okay. So I went over there, not a man. You talk about someone who's never like, doesn't know anything from anything walking in there. And I'm like this little like PTO looking mom, white girl, like walking <laughs> in. I'm like, hi, um, I have pain and I don't know what to do because I don't like, you know, this about me. I, I do have a few drinks here and there. I'm not a big drinker and I don't, I, I have control issues because of just trauma and stuff in my life. And anxiety. I don't like being too. I don't like being drunk. Drunk. That's not enjoyable for me. I don't like being too high. Can't stop it. And that's just that's me. Well, anyway, I took you on that little uh, aside rabbit hole because when we got to Canada, because pot is legal in Canada, so I had to get. I take gummies. I take like the lowest dose, most embarrassing, minuscule amount of gummy to deal with my pain management. But here's the thing. I've been, they totally eradicated. I'm on no narcotics. I'm on nothing. Like they really saved my life in a lot of ways. So 
that being said, I got to Canada. I had to go find some little gummies. And we get to the hotel room. I've been in the car all day. We've been walking. We've been up, up and down stairs. We've been doing all this. My body was shot. And so I took like, it was like two milligrams. It was like nothing. It was nothing. But I'll tell you what, when I went to record my video for <laughs> for the episode, I was in my robe and I was sitting on the little couch and we're looking at the falls. They've got them lit up all rainbow and stuff. And we had bought this amazing, amazing candy in Canada that I've had before. It's called Coffee Crisps. Nestle makes it. And they sell them there. So I, Angela had never had them. So I bought two. And of course, I bought them on clearance at the gas station because they had two for one because <laughs> I'm cheap. And I was going to do this awesome reveal video. Like, ooh, like, you know how those people do? And they open up stuff and try it. And Sean yeah. does it. Sharon yeah. all the time. I apparently was feeling no pain when it was time to do this. And I ripped the bag before I clicked record and I totally screwed up my reveal video. <laughs> so I was like, damn it. So I started laughing so hard. And then my giggle box got turned upside down. I could not see your giggle box. Yes. That must be a Southern saying because that's, what my mom always said. I don't oh, know. That's like I was, you know how it is. Like when you're so like, you just can't stop. Everything's funny after that. It just, you know, and it's actually a fun experience to go through that, but it's all on video. And then I was like, cut, cut. And then I had to do like a part two and we were trying to eat them. And cause I am ghetto and I bought stale ass, cheap Clarence gas station, coffee crisps. We're both like almost breaking our teeth trying. I was like, no, it's not because they're stale. Anyway, it was it was actually my favorite video of the whole time because it was so funny. But people aren't used to seeing me like that. I mean, maybe at karaoke, but otherwise, like it's it's very unusual. But it's that's, now well, recorded. that's the cool thing about doing shit like this is <laughs> it gives your listeners and your fans a different look at you, especially if they know you, like your reputation precedes you in a number of different ways. So they may yeah. already have one idea of what you are or how you conduct yourself. So if they see you let your hair down a little bit, like that gives it's, people a different aspect of yeah. who you are. And I, I love that for, for you. Well, thank you. And I mean, I think I'm pretty authentic anyway. Like I'm not fake. Um, it's just that, you know, at work you are professional and you're yourself, but you're that version of yourself. And then at home, you're, you're home, you know, with your kids. And then when you go out and you're hanging out with your friend, like they're all you, it's all true at the same time. It's just the different angles. Right. And so I think that because I have spent so many years, uh, in a situation where everything I say, everything I do, every person I meet, every meeting I attend, every project I spearhead, it's, it's, you're held to a different standard. And I take that very seriously, but it, but as I've spoken about at nauseum, probably on various previous episodes, it's that I, I told you after the election and after we had to close our store and everything else. I had this moment where I just collapsed and I was like, I don't 
even know what I actually, who am I? What do I believe? What do I think? What do I feel about things? Like without all the titles, the hats, the responsibilities, like who am I at 41 years old just by myself? So I've been on a journey of self-discovery again over this last year and it's had some very dark moments and some very great moments. Um, and I've told you karaoke saved my life. I swear to God it did. Um, down at Backroads, I swear, like it, just being able to sing again and be around people. But that leads me to this road trip because travel and wanderlust we've talked about. I did not find any goat cults, by the way, on this trip, but we, we did see some weird shit. Um, we'll get into it. But it's finding a way to get away and just enjoy nature and unique things and meet new people. Like, that is very therapeutic to me. And so this was a component of my, what I will call my therapy, you know, my self-discovery and just enjoying life again as Kristen Watt, not Kristen Watt trustee or precinct delegate or candidate or business owner, you know, I don't even know why I care to, that people know that I utilize gummies for pain management because it's legal. It's completely like not as taboo at all as it used to be, but it's just a thing. Like I was always wondering, you know, like what, what's someone going to say? What's someone going to do? I don't, I'm telling you, I don't care anymore. I just don't, I don't care what people think. I'm a good person. I do my best. I work my ass off. And if I'm not for you, I'm not for you. It's that simple. I, I have talked about this on the flagship show very, very recently. And that's really? one of the things I appreciate most about you. I mean, there's a number of things, make no mistake about it, but you know who and what you are, and you're unwavering in that. And like, I have seen a difference in you in the short amount of time that I've known you. And oh, yay. I can, <laughs> yeah, you, I you can met see. Me. <laughs> You met I mean, me on the journey. Out. Yeah. Well, and there's so much more in, in here's, here's what I'll, I'll, I will start with the ending of this trip. And that is that I knew in the middle of this last year, which was so difficult and so challenging and just so um, hard, dark, I don't know, emotionally charged. I knew that by untangling myself from many of my obligations, I was allowed to, I knew I was going to create space in my life for new opportunities. I didn't know what those opportunities were be, would be. I just knew that they were there and they would come, whatever they were. And I wouldn't have been able to recognize them, see them, or appreciate them, or dive into anything new if I did not learn to let things that were no longer serving me go. And that's called personal growth, because 10 years ago, I couldn't have even conceived that statement I just made. Like, But I knew it in the midst of my misery. And so I just kind of trusted in that. And so over the course of the year, what's happened since I've let go of a lot of things. One, I have a podcast, which I still doesn't make any freaking sense to me. Like, I can't believe we're sitting here doing this. Um, I met you. I met all these great people, these singers, this diverse group of people. I have been 
on two really amazing trips this year that were very nature charged and, you know, getting into things that I don't ever, I never had time to do. Um, I've, I've just, I've let go of some relationships. I've strengthened others and I'm content in some of the ones that I've kept close, you know, not because I'm mad at anybody. I just, I'm changing and evolving and you can't take everything and everyone with you. So, um, ultimately it led me to this road trip. And so I want to talk about that because probably about, I started planning this, like I knew before the snow falls, I went to the UP this summer for a week, got to explore things, went places I'd never been, saw things I'd never seen. We talked about that, I think in episode two, it was just so invigorating to me. And I wanted like one more mini taste of that before we're stuck inside, you know, like just we're because I don't drive in the snow, like other than down the street to the Dollar General or to the Kroger. Like I, I have anxiety when I'm driving. So I pretty much, I Instacart all my groceries. I go to back roads on Thursdays and sing karaoke and I go to the coffee shop and I'm, I live a very boring life during the winter, but we had planned to go back to the, to the UP and we were going to go to Sault Ste. Marie. I have never been there to the, the East end and Sugar Island. So we had had this whole trip planned out and about two weeks before the trip was supposed to take place, I was going to finish booking the, the lodging and stuff. And I looked at the pictures of Sault Ste. Marie and the boats and, you know, we had our things to do. And I called Angela up and I said, do you trust me? And she goes, why? What are we doing? And I said, well, I am, I'm not inspired. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the Sioux. I don't want to go. That's not, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to do that right now. I just don't feel like doing this, but I want to go on a trip. And I said, would you let me plan one of my infamous, weird, feral road trips? She goes, as long as I'm not at my address, I don't give a damn. I was like, awesome. So I took a Friday off. We get like mental health days at my job. And so I had one more left for the year. So I did a long weekend. And one of the things you might know, you might say this about me. I don't know. But for most people, as much as I talk, I may not be the best listener all the time, but I I listen, I pick up on things that people don't think I pick up on, you know, like the things I remember from a conversation may not be what you would expect me to remember. And so I think a lot of that comes from my years in sales. Like you have to remember the little details, one detail about each person, you know? And one time Angela had shared with me about growing up that she loved Lucy. I love Lucy and her mother. It was, it's a, it was a very sentimental thing for her. And wouldn't you know, I was like zooming in on Google Maps and like trying to figure out where the hell are we going to go? And all of a sudden this thing popped up and who even knew there is a Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Museum in Jamestown, New York, where she was born. I centered an entire three-day trip around going to this freaking museum. Most people will be like, let's go to Vegas for the weekend. Let's, let's go down to, let's take a cruise. Let's 
let's go to the casino. Let's go to anywhere. Let's go to Chicago, like anything cool. And I'm like, oh, we're going to podunk ass Jamestown, New York to go to the Lucille Ball Museum. That's what we're doing. So when I told her, she was like, oh my God, we have to go. And I'm like, this. I think you might, I don't know how much you travel back in your wrestling days, but like not everyone is who you travel with. <laughs> it's just a different, you know, it's a different experience. So <coughs> she's my travel buddy. So what we ended up doing was going to Niagara and then we went, <laughs> cause of course we had to keep it more weird. There's this little town in Western New York called Cuba, like probably population 12. I don't know. It's in the mountains. It's crazy. And according to their website, they have the Cuba cheese shop and museum. It is the large, supposedly the largest cheese museum in the world. And you know how I feel about cheese. <laughs> we Sounds took- awful to me, but I can appreciate your fandom for it. Well, First of all, I think it's a lie. If they're the largest cheese museum in the world, that's, I, I, I wouldn't even want to go to the others because it was so tiny. But they had an, you know, a cheese shop and it, it was amazing. So anyway, we took, we planned a trip around a cheese shop and a Lucille Ball Museum. Let me just tell you, it was three of the best days of my life. We had the greatest trip and, um, but yeah, we started in Niagara, which neither of us had been to since we were kids. And like, have you been to Niagara, Jason? I have not. No. Seen <laughs> pictures of it. I saw it in Superman too. Uh, <laughs> I have not been me, there. No. For our listeners, if you do not live in Michigan, we you know I live in Holly. You're up in Grand Blanc Flint area. Niagara Falls is four hours and three minutes from us. When I was living, I'm from Houston, as I have mentioned a million times. That's like driving to Dallas. That's nothing. It's four hours is nothing for a road trip. You know, it's just nothing. And I literally forgot. I knew how magnificent it was the first time I saw it when I was 14 with my grandparents. So it was very sentimental to like be back in this space. The last time I was standing there, I was with my great aunts and my my uh, my grandpa who are, none of them are with us anymore. So it was just very like meaningful to me to be able to go back. Um, But I'm looking around at this. It's like, you can't take your eyes off of it. It's, you're so close. You can walk right up to where it's going over the, the fricking hump. It's 50 miles an hour. Like it's, you just, you could probably be go into a trance just watching it. It's amazing. And I forgot about just how incredible nature can be and how lucky we are that we get to live. Like I cannot encourage you enough. Take your kids, take the wife, go by yourself, take a friend, whatever, take the four hour drive, go to Niagara Falls. It's, it's really one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. We went down into the journey into the falls too. Like where you're down in it, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and it's like 20 bucks to do that. Really? Yeah. And they have actually, we were supposed to take, <laughs> we picked a weekend that was full of rain. That was exciting. Um, but we picked, we were going to go on the, it's called the arrow car. So it's like a really fortified, like super sturdy. It's a, like a cable car that goes across the gorge and it's $17. Like it's under 20 bucks 
to do it. And that was our plan. And then we got there and it was freezing and it was raining. I was like, hell no, we're not doing this shit. We'll just go get a raincoat and go down into the fall. So we did. And it was amazing. And uh, they also have a boat that'll take you down into the falls. We watched like five of them do it. I'm going to just say hell no. Because if one thing goes wrong, you're dead. Yeah. Absolutely dead. <laughs> like, and I was watching the like falls, like push the boat all over the place. Nope. I would have an anxiety attack. So I'm not as brave as you might think I am, Jason. But anyway, we had a great trip. And another thing is I didn't realize how exciting it was to use, like to do the, I did not realize I was going to have to do math on this trip the Canadian to American like money exchange, but oh my God, it's so much cheaper there to do things. Like we ordered seven sushi rolls, seven. We paid in American dollars. We split it. It was $22 for seven rolls. Now I don't know if you're a sushi guy, but that's, that's two rolls in American restaurants. Okay. So $11 each we got it was amazing. Um, and we also got to go to a new, something I didn't even know. I think it was called, what the hell was it? It was, um, I'll look it up, but it was like, um, there's a whole culture of people that I didn't even know about. And we went to a restaurant that was like, it's got like Indian meats, Chinese fusion. It was very beautiful. It was, um, yeah, I'll have to find out what the, uh, the type of, it was very specific. And there was like a beautiful, I took a picture of it actually. There's a beautiful piece of art that like explained, you know, the food and the people and the culture and stuff. And it was just super cool. And I think I paid 10 bucks. It was like, it, dude, I just want to go eat in Canada, like for pennies on the dollar. Like it was amazing. So we had a great time there. But then we got the hell out of there and went down to Cuba, New York. And we also went to the Theodore Roosevelt in, historical inauguration site. And saw where he was inaugurated. I love history. I'm a big history nerd. So while FDR is my boo, Teddy Roosevelt wasn't really my dude. I still can appreciate history. You know what I mean? And like where things happen. So that was actually a really neat uh, museum. And and of course, because I'm cheap, my little souvenir is this little, um, it was like a stemless wine glass. You know, they have little tumblers. It has his little eyeglasses on it. They had them on clearance for like three bucks. I was like, yeah. Sidebar, uh, Joe Johnson, who is a who is the stage manager or the, the station manager for ON TV. Oh, okay. He is actually in Dallas, Texas right now. Yeah. And is rewalking uh, the where plaza JFK was where JFK killed? was assassinated. Yep. He, he wow. sent me pictures of the book depository building yeah the grassy knoll where zamuda was at where he was filming like like i, I am all about all things kennedy okay yeah. Like, yeah i too am a history buff every i am so fascinated by john kennedy and then and yep. that's my that's on my bucket list joe's doing it right now so when you said said history i'm like oh it's well. it's it's you know it's interesting because if you aren't rushing and you just take a moment and you stand there and you're able to be mindful in that moment, see something, feel something, hear something, taste something, whatever. It's really surreal to think that figures you learned about in school, people that inspired you, just another human being 
died there, walked there. Like they were just walking there like you're walking there, you know, or riding in the car. Like people, historical figures that literally changed the course of our world were in this same space on this ground. Like, I don't know. There's just a very like poetic thing about that to me. Um, I feel like that when I go to the White House, like, you know what I mean? Or um, I've been to, have you been to Arlington Cemetery? Yes, and yes, I have. To the Eternal Flame where he's buried. Yep. Like, that was very cool. And But when you look out at that sea of white tombstones, it's like, it's it's so overwhelming to think of how many, those are people. That was someone's child, someone's spouse, someone's, you know, parent. And Yeah, if you're doing something like that and you don't feel something... Yeah. something you have no soul you are yep. not human that i mean it's just that simple well i will tell you and i don't know if you've been to have you been to new york city before no again bucket list yeah so new york city is probably one of my most favorite places in the world um for a million reasons but you know, I, I almost feel like it's every American's duty to go to the 9-11 memorial, almost like a pilgrimage, if you will. Yes. Um, it, it, it's really one of the most overwhelming things that you can experience, especially if you were, even if you weren't like watching the news that day or whatever, but like if you were alive and cognizant of what was happening you know, our kids hear about it, but like my oldest daughter's 21. She, I was pregnant with her when it happened. I was like five months pregnant. We were like, I was laying in bed with morning sickness. Like, so she understands that it happened and it's awful, but she didn't have that fear. Like, I remember that day. I remember, oh my God, our plane's going to come and like bomb our town. Like, are we going to live? And I think to myself, and this is why I think that's so important. This is how other people live every day in other countries in a constant state of panic, fear, or instability where shit can go down of things we can't even imagine. Our privilege is unbelievable here, you know, so to have that privilege disrupted in that way. And, you know, we didn't know how many planes were in the air. We didn't know like that. It was a place our country had probably not been since Pearl Harbor. Really? Right. Yeah. Absolutely right. And and I think about what my grandparents must have felt when Pearl Harbor happened. You know, and like you're a part of a, a moment in time in history that is tragic, but also completely it it just changes everything. Just changes everything. You know, makes you think and feel things you've never thought and felt before, or thought you never thought you would. And you don't know what you're made of until you do. So excuse me, I got a hack for my listeners. I apologize. <coughs> excuse me. Um, but anyway, so well, and speaking of um, not to get like on depressing subjects, but I will tell you, you know, please do make time, go to New York. Um, while we were on this road trip though, we ended up we stayed the second night in Erie, Pennsylvania. And my listeners cannot see what I'm wearing, but we walked into a gas station. I showed Jason on the Skype that we're on. I walk into this gas station and there's a t-shirt rack as soon as we walk in and it says, say what? <laughs> and uh, TJ Watt, a football player uh, in Pittsburgh, is why it said that, but it didn't matter. It could have had a picture of 
anybody i wouldn't have cared i was like it says say what i have to own it so my friend bought it it was 6.99 it was again i'm cheap so um but that was kind of cool so i'm wearing that today um but the reason i bring up erie is they have you know shanksville speaking yes. of 9-11 shanksville is over on the east side of the state um mid you know it wasn't near where we were but because it was still in pennsylvania there is a memorial we went and saw their um this beautiful library oh my gosh and as a library board trustee like i just was like what like we need a library like that but outside of their library they have this beautiful 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 uh 9-11 memorial for all you know it's for everybody um they actually have a like a storyboard there it's this ginormous flag and it tiny tiny it has every name of every person that passed that day right outside and even more touching and i mean angela and i both choked up to a point that i almost didn't expect i mean i've been at ground zero before we weren't even at a ground zero we were just at a memorial but they had a piece of one of the remaining like when they were removing the wreckage from ground zero it's one of the beams from the building and it was moved to this space and it's like wires are hanging out it's right in the middle i mean it's the actual beam from one of the twin towers and along with all the storyboards had a timeline i mean it was there was no holding back what was going on it was authentic it was truthful the good the bad the ugly and it was so beautiful and so sad at the same time and like i touched that beam and it was like i watched this thing collapse you know what i mean like it was it was one of the most powerful strange unexpected moments because i didn't quite know what we were going to see i just knew it was there and i said well we're here we need to go you know just to like pay our respects or something like i mean we're here and right. i didn't know that beam was there and i mean it's it's bolted into the ground i mean it's super nice but um that was uh so this whole trip was like fun and it was spontaneous but it was powerful in in that way too like we saw pieces of history we we had fun we went and saw you know one of the is it is it niagara's seven wonder of the world i don't know I but so. you know we we did some cool stuff um but i will tell you <laughs> that on day two we drove back because it was raining and it was dark so we stayed in erie and then the next morning we drove backwards an hour back to jamestown new york and we got to go see the childhood home of lucille ball we went to her memorial park and when we got there i had no idea this lake i will not i will butcher the name it's like chautauqua or chautauqua whatever there's a lake it's the name of the county we were into um but this same park it's the lucille ball memorial park with these beautiful statues and you know whatever um but that lake is where she swam as a child um we read all the history there's this other like historical marker i don't remember what important game it was but babe ruth was at that park practicing and hitting balls into the lake before he went and played some big game that made him famous or something i don't know please I, tell me it was the game where he called the shot because that's like it, his most famous hit he called his home run before he hit it 
So if that's, that's what this is incorporated, that's fucking huge. As a baseball fan, I just I got know. chills down my spine. Yeah. And I didn't know. I did, we didn't even know that when we got there. It was over by the marina. And I was like, what? So I, of course, had to take a picture and send it to my dad, like, immediately. Just because while I do love baseball, I grew up in the Astrodome. My dad worked for the Astros. So I, base, you know, I've known who Babe Ruth was since I was born. Sure. So um, that was just kind of like an extra bonus. But the man, the final day, the day we were going to drive home. So we drove back to Jamestown. Let me just tell you, it's five hours from here. And anyone listening that lives in Detroit area, or if you live in Ohio or any part of Pennsylvania, and you're close enough to drive, get in your car, take your children, take your best friend, whatever you want to do. Drive your ass down to Jamestown, New York. First of all, beautiful downtown. It's very historic, like Holly, but it's bigger. The Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Museum. We spent almost two hours in there. It had all her Emmys, her Mercedes. It had all her outfits from every episode that you can, like, it's ingrained in pop culture in our head. It had sets from the studio, the studio door from their original show. Um, and it was interactive. So we got to go and have pictures taken on the sets. And, um, my favorite part at the end is we got to do the Vita Vita Benjamin. Um, you know what I'm talking about? They have a place where you can hold it and like record yourself doing that with the script. And so we did that, but there's part one is the show. It's very much about, I love Lucy. And it had the original desk that the, like the guy who wrote it or whatever with, um, you know, that made the show, right? Like his desk with, with handwritten pieces of paper from the guy that played, um, Ethel's husband. Is it Fred? I can't think of his name right now. I mean, why do I know? I don't even watch this show. (laughs) No, but these were, you know, and what a lot of people don't, I watched a, a biography actually, or a documentary, I'm sorry, a documentary on her and Desi Arnaz probably about a year ago. I think it came out. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I know my grandparents love the show. My my ex-mother-in-law, it was her favorite thing. I grew up watching it on Nick at Night. So I'm familiar. But I didn't know enough about Lucille Ball till I was later, you know, in life. But I watched this um, documentary on her life. And, like, I had no idea. I, I, I just didn't know as a raging feminist that she is such a feminist figure um, in, in the, you know, Desilu studios was like the first of its kind. And that was back then we were so like out of touch now because back then it was such a big deal that he was Cuban of all things. And she was white and they got married and, and did all this. I mean, they really made history, um, together, um, for a lot of people. And then of course produced some of like she saved Star Trek, right? Like she's for all my Trekkie friends, they love her. And so, and then there was a, a movie she was in with Henry Fonda back in the sixties, I think, or early seventies. My very favorite movie is yours, mine and ours. Have you seen it? No, I have Didn't we, I tell you, you need to watch touched it. On it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny that, and there was a movie called the out of towners with Jack lemon. Um, that was my mom, 
like would rent the VHSs when we were little and I would watch both of them in the parent trap. So, um, but anyway, so they have a whole museum on I Love Lucy. And then the second side is an entire museum of their personal life. Pictures of their mom, their kids, like it's just it, it, her cars, like everything. It's the most beautifully done, extensive living monument that I've ever seen. And it was done so well. And it's, even if you're not like a huge Lucille Ball junkie, like it's really worth going to. But then there was the bonus to this trip. They, so she was, Lucille Ball got started because her grandfather took her to, her dad died when she was young. And then after that happened, her mom sent her and her brother to go live with um, her grandfather in Jamestown, like a lake, lake house community. And he would take her to this very downtown that I was in to the vaudeville shows. And they actually have a space in downtown Jamestown where that theater was, it was like the last remaining theater. It's no longer there, but it's now a green space with art and stuff. Um, but that's what inspired her, you know, to go into comedy and acting. And when Apparently, while we were at the museum, the people were telling us that the day before, an elderly woman who must easily could must have been like a hundred, Desi and Lucy flew back on a helicopter and landed in the middle of the Jamestown football field, like back in the sixties or something. And this lady was there when it happened, like she's still living, like and came to the museum for the first time the day before. Wow. Um. But the reason I bring that up is because she basically at that time made a big speech and like a proclamation. She never like lost her roots and her connection to her town. And she said she wanted Jamestown to be known for artists, theater, and supporting art in all its forms. So the National Comedy Center, which is like the museum for comedy, you know, I love stand up like that's my thing is also two blocks over and that was inspired because of her so they have the lucille ball comedy festival every year and all the big people come it's a huge thing to this little town and so we went in there everything you do is interactive you have like a digital bracelet jason you're gonna die um angela and i were green screened in and we got to read the script and like act out um the chocolate conveyor belt thing from lucy but you could you could pick based on your taste like any any famous clips there were thousands you could pick from so we also did an entire replica green screened in with Anna Gasteyer of Sweaty Balls from Saturday Night Live. Oh my Live. god, that's fucking phenomenal! Love that. It gets better <laughs> when you go to the gift shop. They have a local candy confectionery place that makes rum balls, and they're all packaged as Sweaty Balls, and we bought Sweaty Balls. It was amazing and we recorded ourselves doing it but let me tell you that national comedy center um we got to like draw they had stuff um they had bob hope's um medal from the president and like his first shirt he wore on his uso tour they had an entire thing on don rickles richard Pryor. we went to a new johnny carson exhibit and carl reiner exhibit um and the Johnny Carson thing, you're like watching this thing. They have the original curtain that he used. And then all of a sudden at the end, they have a um, Jimmy Fallon is what's it called? A hologram 
comes down like onto the stage as a hologram. It was like the most technologically advanced, amazing thing I have ever seen. Anyway, but it was, it was, it was amazing. And so they had like original drawings from like Calvin and Hobbes and like all the like unbelievable. Oh, do you know what they have in a, in a thing there? Oh my God. They have Anchorman, like Will Ferrell's suit from Anchorman. Anchorman. They have the little, the baby in the backpack they wore in, um, wrote, was it, what's that show? What's the movie? Was it, was it Road Hangover. Hangover, sorry. Um, I mean, you name it, it's there. And then you go downstairs. It just never ends. And then you go downstairs to what's called the Blue Room. And that's where they have condensed all of the Red Fox, Richard Pryor, profane comedy, if you will. And it gives you, like, this warning before you hit the blue button to open the door. Because you do have to be, I think, I think it's 20 and up or 18 or something. It might, it's something, it's adults only. Um, And when you open the door, it literally said, like, there's this huge blue electric, like, neon light. It's ginormous. And you walk in and it just says, um, uh, you walk in and it just says cocksucker. Like, (laughs) huge. As soon as you walk in and then, and then all of a sudden it starts blinking like F-bombs and, you know all these things and they take a picture of you. You don't even know it's happening. They take a snapshot of your face when you walk in like digitally. And then it has all these things where it has like shit in 18 different languages, like on the walls and like George Carlin stuff and Don Rickles and like, Oh my God, it's, it's, it's epic. It also has the shirt from Seinfeld, whatever that white, like, you know, I'm not a big Seinfeld person, but do you know what I'm talking about? That like fancy shirt. It's like you name it and whether it's clean, funny comedy or whether it's filthy comedy or everything in between, everything is represented there. It is the, it's the coolest museum I've ever been to. We were there for three hours, just having a blast as adults. And so kids can enjoy it, but I think adults, like you get to play, you know, and it's just so cool. So I know I've rambled on about Lucy and the comedy thing, but I'm going to tell you, it was one of the best days of my life. The, the, the weather was amazing. The, the, all the colors, peak colors, the whole trip, like it was unbelievable. So, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend, I, I'm glad we didn't go to Sault Ste. Marie. I, I literally planned the weirdest little trip (laughs) and, um, and it was the best trip. So, I mean, I think that's also important. Like, going places you've never been, seeing things you've never seen. We met a lady in western New York whose daughter teaches at Orchard, or St. Mary's Prep in Orchard Lake, Michigan. And they were doing their little crochet group at the at the Welcome Center. <laughs> western. We met them all. But anyway, so it was a really great trip. But I think what I took away from it is... Um, just make space in your life, you know, and go do things that are weird and off the wall and do things that give you joy. Because I came back to right before I left, another opportunity presented itself to me that I'll, I'll talk about later because I'm still in the early stages of it. But, um, I took on a second, um, job actually last week. Um, nothing too stressful, but super exciting. And, and once it's off the ground, I'll, talk about it more but 
it was really cool. So like when I got back, I was refreshed and able to kind of like recharge, you know, like get to hit the ground running. So anyway, I highly That's recommend That's what it's that. supposed to be all about. I mean, anytime you yeah. go on a vacation of that name, I mean, make no mistake that there are times you got to leave town for less than favorable reasons. But something like this, um, I love the fact that it resonated with you the way that it did, because I know you, of all people, needed that break. You needed to recharge, especially, yeah. you know, you've got enough shit going on to begin with, but then you just, you just relayed here that you have added more to it in terms of another opportunity or what have you. Um, that's still time and mind consuming. So I oh, yeah. love the fact that you, you rolled the dice. This is a, what, what would be considered an unconventional trip. Not a lot of people yeah. have even heard of these towns. Sidebar, I would, I would assume that the world's biggest cheese factory or museum would be <laughs> in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. But I mean, hey, if that's your claim to fame, whatever. It might actually be. And since they're in Cuba, New York, they can just say that nobody cares. Because I will say that on our way to that cheese factory, by the way, one of my favorite pictures I took on the trip because I'm a picture freak. We we literally I had no clue we were in a mountain like I, I just didn't understand that we were in the mountains the way we were driving because it was all covered in colorful trees. I just. I thought they were hills. And then all of a sudden I realized we're in the freaking mountains and we pulled over on this like dirt road. There was like a little country home at way out in a field and just nothing like nothing for miles and miles. And we were just surrounded by peak colors in the middle of the mountains. And I was like, pull the car over. We got to get out. And then we almost sunk in the mud. That was a whole thing. Um, we, we had many, uh, looper moment if you will but they were so funny and we stopped um we just stopped and like like breathing in like that air and that after the rain the day before you know what i mean just like seeing a part of new york you know we think of new york you think of new york city like it's like up north michigan is what it looks like but with mountains it was so cool um but yeah we ran down a dirt road um we almost drove into lake erie that was a fun thing no it was not fun actually it was horrible but anyway we took a wrong turn don't trust gps when you're near a lake that's all i'm going to tell you sure we literally almost we we drove on a sidewalk not realizing it was a sidewalk we thought it was a street we ended up <laughs> in the back side of that library where the 9-11 memorial was and it was pitch black and it was raining and all of a sudden we didn't there was nowhere to turn around and somehow yeah. like we almost drove over a like a like a, I don't even know what it was. It, anyway, we didn't. We're alive. We made it home safe. That's what's important. But um, there's also a thing called the Devil's Punch Bowl. It's like a geologic formation that's up in Canada before you ever get to Niagara that we stopped and saw. It was super neat. Um, and it overlooks the entire town of Hamilton in Ontario. And it's like, up, it, it's un, like panoramic views, just unbelievable. So it had a lot of science. It had history. It had laughter. It had cheap food, stale candy bars. I think we got in a hot tub in a pool at the hotel, like you know, and um, and then we went and got cheese, <laughs> and then we went <laughs> to Lucy Desi in the National Comedy Center and, and came home. We stopped at Burger King. Very exciting. 
<laughs> and I and I got a say what shirt in like in Erie, Pennsylvania. So um, it was a really cool trip. But I think I would encourage any person I know that's listening. You don't have to have a lot to be able to do this. This was not an expensive trip, mind you. Right. And I should I think I should do a whole episode just on travel hacks because I'm ridiculously good at it. And Angela and I before. both we really should. Like I it, it's crazy. I mean, and honestly, I think the whole trip maybe cost me two hundred dollars. Oh. Maybe. We got a priceline deal on the hotel. She used points for her hotel. You know, we each took a night. And so we didn't have to pay for anything except parking at the hotel at the Hilton. And then from there, it was like I said, it was like 20 bucks to go down in the falls. I think we spent most of our money on cheese. And then I think the ticket, the tickets for the comedy thing and the Lucille thing, like you, you could get both tickets like for the whole day for both of them. It was $40. Very, very and then we, and we, and I took a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper and, and a cup and a cooler of ice, you know what I mean? So it was just, um, you can take cool trips like that for cheap. You really can. I don't know, but I, I know you don't have a ton of free time right now, but I recommend you get a Google map out and just start p- clicking things to do and just start zooming in and go, what? There's a buttermilk museum. I gotta go. Well, my wife and I have been taught we are in desperate need of a weekend away from all the other fuckery that is constantly yeah. bombarding us. So I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. We, it's just a matter of getting the time because there's just so right. many moving parts and variables right now. It's, it's difficult because I know as soon as we start to plan something, Something's gonna something's gonna pop right. off, and it's just gonna throw the whole thing in disarray. Well, Frustrating, but I, we do need that. I don't know what it will mean for you. If you know, I know it's very possible that at any moment, you know, your plant could go on strike. That's still going on with UAW or whatever. Yeah. But sometimes those wrenches are blessings to to give you some space. So who knows? You know, we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, I really just wish they'd all get their shit together and, and work this thing out. But if you're going to have to do it anyway, I highly recommend y'all go to Niagara, though. That is a great weekend getaway next time. In fact, I think we're going to go back next May and take our daughters with us. Uh, both of us have a daughter that has a May birthday and they have like indoor skydiving. There's Ripley's Believe. I mean, it's definitely a tourist trap. Like there's some, you know other things that cost more money but i was just like you know if you just go you can the falls are free you just walk down there and it's free get you a little hotel on priceline don't even have to be the bougie stuff you know um it was a huge step up though because with our budget because we gave ourselves a budget and (laughs) i was having us gonna stay at a camp on arrival (laughs) she's like we found out they may or may not have hot water because their hot water main broke. We're not sure if we're getting electricity. She's like, no, we're using the Hilton points. I'm done. Right. <laughs> like, for the best. She's like, I'm feral. I'm not that feral. Like, I was like, okay, you're right. I am too. So anyway, it was great. But, um, and, you know, not to uh, end the show really on a somber note, but um, we were talking about it before we started recording. Um, 
in the middle of the, of my trip, I just shared with you, like the second day I woke up the next morning and got uh, a message from a friend that uh, a dearly beloved uh, friend of mine and also teacher here in the Holly community uh, passed away suddenly from a heart attack. Um, I'm the extent of how I know him and his family goes much deeper than just being a teacher, but he was beloved, beloved. And then I mentioned later that a young, another young woman that I knew very, I wouldn't say very well, but I knew her. Um, and it made national news was actually murdered in Detroit, um, on uh, Saturday morning. Um, she was the uh, president of one of the synagogues down there, but also very active in politics and, you know, philanthropy and things like that. So I got like two really like upsetting pieces of information in like, literally it was like seven 30 in the morning and three 30 in the afternoon. And, um, I guess in some ways I'm kind of glad that I was where I was when I found those things out because I was able to take a moment and like, I was in a very peaceful place. You know, I wasn't like trying to herd cats when I got those shocking pieces of news. And I know you, you, you had a loss in your friend group, I think this last week too, right? Was that someone that was your friend or was it a friend of the family's? It was my brother's best friend. And your brother is not, is, has passed on yes. as well. So yes. yeah, that's, that's hard. It brings up a lot, you know? It does. It, walking into the funeral uh, the other day was very much like walking into his memorial all over again. Uh, wow. A lot, of, a lot of the same people I saw, some I hadn't seen since then. Um, very difficult situation, more so than I thought it would be. Like, I was legitimately bummed when I heard that it had happened. Because, uh, you know, after Jeff passed away, you know, his name was John. John reached out to me several times. And we had hours-long conversations about my brother. And I was the one guy he came to to help um, deal with that loss. Yeah. His end of it, you know. Um, talking with uh, other people. After the fact, uh, he, they, all of them, yeah, that's just one thing he never recovered from. Oh, and, uh, so like, I fucking get it. You know, <laughs> I, I can't. I, it's almost like you don't know how to respond because you understand what that feels like just on right. different levels, you know. Yeah. Uh, so so a lot layers. of that is just like ripping the scab back open yeah and uh are you know are you noticing the train the holly trains yeah in our podcast yeah. it's it's part of the ambiance of the show <laughs> so what I makes mean, it legit <laughs> it was uh it was it was difficult but yeah you know, we, you know it's part of life you know it's, well it's, and you know what it's it's strange this is kind of a I wouldn't call this a strange episode, but it's strange to talk about road trips and then 9-11 and then people we've lost at the end. And you know what, though? I think that the the parallels is that you do only, you YOLO, right? You only live once. Right. Tomorrow is not promised. And you have to take as much from this life as you can 
and try to be a good person and spread positivity and love as best you can and love the people in your life the best you can, but also respect and love yourself and take care of yourself. Um, and whether that's you need, and that doesn't necessarily have to be a road trip, but for me, whatever it is for you, you know, for who is listening, if there is something that brings you joy and comfort or makes you brings out the best in you to make you a better person or to, to allow you to deal with the difficulties that you have to face every day in your own life, do that. I mean, you can't just like do it every day at the expense of other people. People have, you know, responsibilities, but I think it, for me, it is road trips. For me, it is like, I'm in a very routine life, even though it's different every day. Like I have, you know, it's the mundane, it's your life, it's bills, it's stress, it's kids, it's whatever. And like, there has to be a point where you have to be able to like, let it all go and just like, not have to think about responsibility for 24 hours or 48 hours, or some people go on vacations for weeks. I don't have that luxury, but at least not right now, but it allows me to come back and handle the the stuff that overwhelms me. And so I think that's what most people go on vacation for, you know? And so I think that it's um, take the weird trip, do the weird thing, go get the tattoo, whatever it is. Like tomorrow is not promised and, and love the people in your life, you know? So it's, I, I can tie that together, you know? I had lost while I was on that trip. And it's like, yep, you got to live while you can, you know? So anyway, um, hopefully that inspires somebody that, that falls into my show mantra, hopefully healing and inspiring. I don't know if I've united anybody today, but I will say just because as an aside real quick, uh, before we depart, um, our good friend of the show, Jessica Forshe from um, Mind Over Matter Services, she is in Greece right now. She got out of her comfort zone and wanderlusted, and she is in Greece with the Fenton Chamber of Commerce, and she's rooming with a total stranger, totally out of her comfort zone. And I saw some pictures today on Facebook. I was really excited. So I, I'm excited to hear about her trip when she gets back. So. Yeah, that's something that's... Uh... <laughs> That's not something you hear every day. And like I saw some of the pictures too. And, you know, I, I love the fact that she, number one, she has that opportunity. Number two, right. she saw the opportunity and took it. Yes. Uh, and so that's what I'm talking about. That, right. It, it's like you have to look at it and go, I have an opportunity to take this job or I have this opportunity to go on this trip. Or, and it may not be the way I ever imagined I would do it. But how else are you going to do it? Like, you know what I mean? If if you have to be resourceful. Um, And so I I tell my children that all the time. I'm like, if you have the opportunity to do something, do it. Do it. Make it happen. Because you don't know if you're going to have that opportunity again. You know, so um, and no telling what changes you or inspires you when you travel and meet new people and have new experiences, you know. So. I will tell you this. I will end with this about Canada. A eh? one of the best things about Niagara and that trip 
and I recognized it immediately. As soon as we got there, we parked, we went right down to the parkway where everybody, you know, congregates. It's huge to go see the falls. I was standing there in the cold in a weird jacket that did not fit me because I, my dumbass did not bring a jacket in the middle of October in Canada because I'm stupid. Um, also, this is why you shouldn't try to leave at 630 in the morning without coffee. It, you're going to forget imperative equipment for your trip. but. I was standing there and all of a sudden I could hear it like all around me. I was hearing probably eight different languages being spoken simultaneously, like in my presence, there were every shade, every culture, every language, every religion, every, I have never been in such a diverse space of that magnitude in a very long time like i mean there were french people there were asian people there were like it was people everywhere um and the food there's so much different food there and just we were in the hotel and i was hearing people speak in different languages and it was just like and like different you know cultural dress and stuff and it was like everyone was nice to each other everybody was kind everybody was like keeping things clean working together. I was watching people help other people. And it was like, this is possible. This is completely possible. And it wasn't just tourists. It was the people that live there, you know? And, um, it was just so inspiring to see. And like, I noticed it immediately. And so I highly recommend you go check out the Canadians. I will tell you, I know we should not be encouraging people to smoke, but I am a smoker, as you know. I also did not know that Canada outlawed menthol. Really? Oh, yes. I found that out the first night. Like, it was probably like 9 o'clock. We went to the gas station before we went, like, for the night, you know, into the hotel. I was like, let me just go grab a pack of smokes. And I walked in. First of all, they don't have the cigarettes out. Like, you know, if you go in a gas station here, they're on the wall. Right. They're all un under a counter, so they're not visible to anybody. And I said, do you have... I smoke a weird kind of Marlboro, so it's not every place carries them. So I wasn't expecting them to actually have mine, but I was like, do you have, it's just like Marlboro menthols or whatever. And they were like, Oh, that man looked at me with such judgment. He goes, Oh no, <laughs> they're banned. You'll have to cross the bridge to go get those. Like it was so damn. like, damn dude. Like I didn't know shit. Right. So anyway, I rationed out my few until the next morning so we could cross the uh, Rainbow Bridge into New York. And then I got to New York and was like, thank God they have them. Oh, they're $15 a pack. <laughs> and I literally yeah. was like, oh, man, this is bad. So the good news is my friend that I travel with does not smoke. So obviously I did not actually smoke very often while I was there because we were in the car. You know what I mean? So it was limited. And I, oh man, I had to eat that. I was like, oh my God, $15. I can't believe I did this. So I literally, I made that pack last, the last two days of my trip. Like I cherished every one of them i was like never again i will never pay this again like this is awful yes i know i need to quit smoking whatever in fact speaking of jessica for she she has offered me free 
services to do her hypnotherapy to try to keep me to get me to quit smoking and I, I i told her i will take her up on that we'll see if it works so because i don't ever want to go back to new york and canada and either not get them or have to spend 15 dollars. i know most people don't want to like would want to quit because you don't die right. i just don't want to spend the 15 dollars. something's going to get me one way or the other so whatever your motivation is you know yeah Hey, the the end result is is the is the goal here. Whatever your meaning is or your your reasonings, you know. So, right. anyway, so if you're a smoker, I suggest you don't visit New York without coming prepared. If you're a menthol person, I suggest you take what you need into Canada because you're screwed either way. And get some stale coffee crisps while you're there. They're delicious, <laughs> absolutely delicious. Anyway, so on that note, I think we'll uh, sign off and I'm going to work on doing my, uh, I'm going to pretend because, you know, last year I wasn't a podcast host. Now all of a sudden I'm going to be a video editor. We'll see how it goes. If I can, if I can make it look professional enough to be worthy of the PFC YouTube network channel on YouTube or whatever, I'm going to submit it to you and we'll let people see the, they can all see the funny coffee crisp video. It will be epic i have all the, all the confidence it's going to turn out just fine yeah i might even put the sweaty balls video on there we'll see how it goes well if not i'm not uploading it so there's that <laughs> <laughs> i'll send it to you for enjoyment either way though so right. anyway we thank our listeners for tuning in uh to say what and we will see you guys next week on the pfc entertainment network